Clutch. It's the Saturday <laughs> Coffee Clutch with Heather Lofthouse. Not exactly. the Friday one. Not the for, no, it's not. And we really have, and the, your coffee today, Heather, if I may Toast. say, this is half, we, deca- the half calf and half decaf. I made you a half calf. Should we clink? See yes. if people can hear it. Half, half? I don't think month. I've actually had half decaf. Yeah, we call it a half calf. Half calf. Thank you. Cheers. Delicious. Okay, this so week. So some news this week. Uh, well, let's let's begin with uh, the Justice Department's decision to indict Donald Trump. This is well. How did you feel when you heard the news? Hell yes. Hmm. <laughs> oh, no, really. I thought, oh, justice. Well, you know, I'm glad you felt that way. Half of America, or certainly 40 percent of America, did not share your view. I right. expect. Uh, this is, uh, I think, necessary for the rule of law, but it is further polarizing, splitting America. Not clear it's going to hurt Donald Trump. In fact, if it's anything like the New York Manhattan indictment, uh, it's going to help him. Uh, But also, this is different, right? This is federal, not state. This is the first time the federal government has ever indicted a president, a former president, uh, and I mean, this is not just a former president. This is a former president who wants to become president again and run the same department that his opponent, likely opponent in 2024, is now nominally in charge of. Right. I mean, this this is uh, complexity within complexity and novelty within novelty. Uh, again, if you if you get distance on it and look at the rule of law, and say, here's what happened. We don't know exactly because, because the uh, indictment has not been unsealed by the court, but we right. have a pretty good idea. Uh, well, uh, Donald Trump should be indicted, and he should be tried, and he probably should be convicted and sent to prison. And there, so it's but, a, right, but, <laughs> but but it's not that simple. So I saw someone on Twitter, I forget who it was, cited a Republican who had said, look, this we do not have to be that worried. The Constitution doesn't say anything about presidents not being able to serve from prison. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Uh, well, uh, I don't think. What does I, it mean for the election? What do we think? I really? think it's I think it uh, it's going to give him a bump. Uh, I mean, you know, the, the, just just like he got some uh, a, an actual bump out of the the first the Manhattan indictment, uh, but uh, I think that bump comes from the fact that a lot of his supporters feel that he's being picked on, that this is a conspiracy against him, a witch hunt. Uh, this kind of this kind of confirms in their minds uh, the worst that Trump has said about the so-called deep state. Right. So but, the, the bump is not because of the facts. The bump is because of how he spins it. Oh, of course. Right. And so, he is, yeah. you know, he's the world's champion spinner. I mean, it's not just spinning. It's, 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 it's lies. It's, 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 it's kind of his usual creation of smoke and blame and, and grievance. Um, and he's going to say, and he already has said, essentially, uh, Joe Biden did exactly the same thing, and he was found with classified documents, and even Spence, um, Pence took the document, took documents, and Hillary Clinton, look what she did, and uh, well, I'm being picked on. Now, again, 40% of America uh, or more is not going to be able to pick the particular facts and distinguish between his lies and facts. We're back to where we were a, a few years ago. Right. This is a, another stress test of American democracy, Heather. 
So what's going to happen now? Do we know? I mean, so the, there was the judge that was appointed is apparently a Trump appointee. Good. And that oh. is, a, well, no, 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 that's yeah. good. Because okay. because we're in the world of appearances now. Mm-hmm. So the extent to which uh, this looks and is in reality neutral, or at least a, you know, a, a, a function of our justice system rather than our pol- political system, uh, so much the better. Yes. Okay, good. Um, but it's it's uh, this is you know put your seatbelts on this is going to be a difficult one, and I wish you know I mean you can't control when indictments come down, but I really do wish that the first indictment had been for sedition for yeah. conspiracy to sedition and sedition you know because there's so much more evidence and that's really the core of the problem. I mean Donald Trump, um, yes he took documents but. What? Why do we even get upset as much of because we don't trust him mm-hmm. because he's transactional because he took the documents and he probably um, we can't trust him with national secrets. Right. Right. I mean that does not sort of boil You'd down. Think. to... that's why I'd rather my president not be in prison. Well, that's and that's what <laughs> turns but, out. But that's why the 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 nub of the problem is that he engineered. A or an attempted coup on the United States, uh, and that unfortunately is not the first indictment. Right, and then he doesn't give them back. The I mean, indictment. I'm such a rule follower. I mean, if someone knocked on the door and they were like, "Listen, you took those things," I'd oh be no, like, oh my, I am so. Give me one. I apologize. There's a there's a backstory here that we don't know. What right. is in these documents, and what did he want to do with them? He's transactional. What has he already done with them? Oh, that's right. How has he compromised the security of the United States? These are our documents, yours and mine, and every other American's. Espionage, the uh, Espionage Act. Yes, uh, and, and mm. but but without knowing what it is he wanted and why he wanted to keep them, uh, it becomes a little bit uh, difficult to tell the story, given narrative that people understand. So and maybe will that we... will maybe that will come out. Right, I was going to say when you kind of you said to me, when was it? I think it was two five di- years ago. <laughs> no, two days ago. You said the indictments. I think the indictments are coming. Well, yes. But you really, I feel like you predicted it two minutes later. You just my all phone you have to do is feel out. the ground. I mean, things start. You know, the shoes start dropping. Huh. Okay, so what else should we talk about? How about SCOTUS? Uh, well, the Supreme Court actually did a surprising thing this week, mm-hmm. and. You know, why don't you tell us about the Supreme Court? What did it do? <laughs> I don't even have the Juris Doctorate. Milligan, Milligan. So the Milligan decision upholds Section 2 of the VRA, the Voting Rights Act. This was a big win, and it was a surprising win for voting rights. And it was surprising because John Roberts mm-hmm. joined the liberals, as did Brett, Brett Kavanaugh. Yes. Now, uh, the big question here is why? Uh, I can understand why John Roberts might have joined the liberals, because well, Roberts is concerned, as he should be. He's chief justice about the uh, about this respect in which the court is is held, and the court's public repute has been going down right. very, very fast. The court has to be seen as neutral. I mean, this is the first cousin to what we were just talking about before. Right. Justice, if it's not understood as neutral, as nonpartisan, uh, does not have uh, the respect of the public. Right. And that's absolutely true of the Supreme Court. So John Roberts is understandable. But what? why did Brett Kavanaugh join the court on this? Because upholding Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act means 
that the state uh, actually was found to have uh, gerrymandered Alabama in a way that uh, really requires that the state create a new district that is right. mostly minority. Now, this can, we can't go back in time. Black voters and other voters of color were left out in 2022 or were misrepresented. Yes, but the Supreme Court has basically been saying, and we've looked, and this is what's so surprising, has been saying race should not count. In other words, we can can worry about um, a lot of things in our society. We can worry about a lot of things in terms of districting, but race should not be a major concern. The court did 180 degrees on this. Yeah, yeah. And it seems to have, well, you know, this court is doing 180 degrees on all sorts of things. It doesn't follow the old rule, which calls it stare decisis. That is, you had to follow precedent. Uh, This court is a bunch of people who don't really care about precedent whatsoever. Um, And if you're talking about Alito and Thomas, uh, you're talking about two people who really have uh, set precedent, uh, stare decisis, back decades. I mean, there's just absolutely right. no concern whatsoever about precedent. Uh, but where are we now? What can we predict about the future of this Supreme Court, Heather? I don't know, but it's sadly, I mean, I'll take it. I mean, this is what's so terrible. It was still a win. I mean, voting rights are still on, you know, it's not good. They're on life support. We still need to do more. Excellent. They have already gutted. Let's be clear. Yeah. They've gutted Section 5 of the Voting Rights Act, uh, which was the old way in which, in 1965, Congress thought uh, the Justice Department should oversee voting and voting changes in states that had a history of racial discrimination. So that was killed. I mean, the, the court... Uh, in the um, in the case, come on, you remember the name of the case? It went right under my head. See, this is one of the problems. Now you're looking at me, and now I just <laughs> this, this is one of the problems of being older. Isn't that awful? You have senior moments. Here, we'll Google it. No, don't Google it because that when you Google it, you tell your brain it doesn't matter. You don't have to. You don't have to remember. I things. want to Google it. Well, then I'll remember it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's the Holder case. Yes, Holder. Holder v. No. It's- Shelby versus Holder. Shelby versus Holder. Um, and what the court did, see, I didn't Google. Didn't Google. See, I just strengthened my brain yeah, by not welcome. Googling. Well, Thank I you. didn't Google. Yeah, you didn't either. <laughs> um, but what the court did uh, is is basically strike down that Justice Department supervision right. notion of all of these states that had histories of racial discrimination. And the minute it did, the states reverted to uh, kind of their... Their types. I mean, they right. reverted to making it more difficult for mostly black people to vote. It really is disgusting. So what? So we things still on the table that we need to push: Voting Rights Advancement Act, John Lewis, Voting yep. Rights Advancement Act, and the Freedom to Vote Act. I mean, these are things that exist in the world that Absolutely. are needed. Absolutely. So this was. We'll take this, but I mean, there's more to be done. Critically important. Yeah. Can we please? Do you mind? Can I move us on to CNN? Oh, oh. I, well, I thought you were going to talk about New York State. No, which part? <laughs> well, the part that had a lot of a lot of smog, a lot of a lot of oh, dirt. Oh, the climate. Yeah, no, that's been horrible. Climate problem. Well, the whole no, East no, Coast. no. I was I was thinking about the the state um, uh, law mm-hmm. that was 
that was changed at the last minute. Oh yes, we're talking about. Um, oh, you have another. You have to see. Finance. Don't check your. Don't Google. No, this is election finance. This yeah. is a state law that that provided public money uh, for uh, to match small contributions. This was this is actually a major way in which states and the national government can, if it wants to, could. Um, balance uh, the power of big money. That's it. After the Supreme Court opened the floodgates. Right. Uh, but um, the in New York State, at the last minute, uh, these Democrats in New York, this is not Republican. This shows that it's not partisan. Uh, the Democrats uh, basically said at the last minute. Well done. Um, they said yeah. at the last minute um, that, no, you can't do this. Uh, and uh, we don't want right. campaign finance reform. And we're going to go against what was just chosen. So they passed, it was an 11th hour um, move on, I think it was earlier this week, um, Tuesday. And basically what I found so interesting. So yeah, so it was passed because we want to be able to get more money in from individual donors. We want public money to be matching individual donors and we want more competition in terms of who's running, right? So it's not just a that powerful was the, that, Those were the reformers. That was phase one. Right. That was phase one. And then the old guard, and yeah. what I find interesting about this is the old guard in New York State are Democrats yeah. who wanted basically the big money to be allowed in. Right. And that statistic that I found so interesting Brennan Center for Justice showed that, are you ready? 200 people, this is last year in New York elections, 200 people contributed almost 16 million. This is just in a state. Yep. Not in the federal 16 state. million in state elections last year, outspending the 206,000 people, right? So it's 200 people versus 206,000 people who donated 13.5 million in amounts of 250 or less. Wow. 200 people spent more than 200. I mean, of course they did. But now we're going back on this. Yeah. So that was interesting. So this is something to watch. This is on our something to watch list. And it's and, the, it, and, and it, it shows you that uh, in, when incumbents can do it, they want to dominate and they want to entrench themselves, even if they're Democratic in, incumbents right. uh, in New York State. Right. Uh, so, yes, keep a watch over it. But it means that to, you know, to, to have a fair chance of uh, overcoming this entrenchment, you've got to mobilize and organize and make the public aware of what's going on. Most people had no idea this was going on right. in New York State. But it is two steps forward, one step back. I mean, it's kind of depressing. Well, don't be to know. Heather, everything is two steps forward, one step okay. back. In okay. fact, in my lifetime, it's been two and a half steps forward, two steps back. Oh, I see. Okay. I mean, but you're still ahead. But we're still moving. Okay. We are still okay. moving are still ahead. It's it's uh, it's frustrating, mm -hmm. but um, yeah. Okay. It, it, Thank you for that. Well, it, it, but it, it's a it's it, it's a struggle. Um, it's it's it, it, people can get. You know, this is. I see people all the time over the last my students over the last God knows fifty years, forty five years, um, who have gone into public service or have tried to reform the system. Uh, they very often, they burn out because they try so hard and it's two steps forward and then one and a half steps or the, you know, the, the reforms get undone or at the last minute, the powers that be mm -hmm. uh, use their power. And I think you have to have a different philosophy about it. You have to assume that it's going to be slow, that yeah. it's going to be always 
two steps forward, forward, one and a half step back. I mean, it's um, as as Martin Luther King Jr. once said, the you know the the arc of of social justice uh, is long, yeah. and it is very very long. Uh, and sometimes it it it's it's so long that we don't even see it. Right, especially when we're looking at it on the internet, which is so short. So I think, yeah, that's good. Okay, my expectations. I'll adjust my expectations. You look like you've adjusted them already. Ah, done. No. Oh. Um, okay, Great. I am chomping at the bit to talk about Chris Licht. Chris Please, Licht. Please, because he called you. I, I don't know. You've been writing about it. Well, Chris Licht is the, was the chairman of CNN. Mm-hmm. He was brought in a little over a year ago. Uh, and uh, he wanted to move CNN to the putative center. Now, I say putative center because there's no center right. in American politics. I mean, how can you have a center between democracy and authoritarianism? He didn't know that or he didn't want to think about it or he he made stuff up. And I think the final chapter to his demise at CNN, honestly, was not the Atlantic piece that came out last week, which was a kind of a, I mean, it, it really did show how out of touch he was. It, it was the Trump town hall on May 10th. Uh, I mean, that was so brazenly crazy to give Trump uh, his own audience, handpicked, you know, make it into a rally that everybody could see on television, on CNN. Um, CNN lost whatever trust it had, yep. uh, the the little bit that it was holding on to. And I think the, the, the moral of the story, the lesson here is that if CNN ever wants to come back, uh, it is really going to have to come back on the side of democracy and decency uh, and not on the side of the so-called uh, center between authoritarian Republicans right. and, you know, Democrats. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, there's nobody there. Right. Equal opportunity, they say. Well, it's a, it's a sad story. I think um, I mean, Chris Licht was so angry with me you know, last August when I, I wrote a, a critical piece about his decision to move CNN to the right. Uh, and he called me up and he, uh, he was just, he was, just uh, he was hurt. He was angry. He thought that, uh, he said, how dare you question my motives? Because I did question his motives. I, I thought John Malone who's a billionaire right-winger who's right there on the Warner Brothers Discovery Board, yep. uh, was exerting a lot of power and getting uh, Chris Litt to do what he did. Uh, and I think that uh, we now know that John Malone has been yep. exerting a lot of power. I know. Who's going to replace him? Ugh. Chris Litt, I don't know. Uh, but and will they regain anything, CNN? Yeah. Good question. I mean, I, I, I think MSNBC is going to pick up the slack. Yeah. Uh, but the real question, I guess, Heather, is has to do with the, the right. I mean, uh, you know, Fox News has taken a huge hit with this lawsuit, yeah. the Dominican lawsuit, uh, Dominion lawsuit. Right. And uh, Newsmax actually had better ratings last week than CNN. Newsmax, not, not I'm not talking about Fox News. Newsmax, the crazy yeah. right wingers. So, how can you have a democracy? I know uh, when so many people are getting b- bad news. I mean, yeah. fake news. Yeah, Chris Licht <coughs> was not the best. Chris Licht. Well, uh, let's let's hope his his career goes forward. Let's hope yeah. CNN is revived as a, 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 a reputable source of yeah. news. 
Um, but you see, being on the side of decency and on the side of nonpartisanship um, is not partisan. Being on the side that says uh, Trump, for example, has got to be held accountable, that is not partisan. Right. Uh, and that's where I think Licht went wrong. Yeah. And I think you said that in your Substack too. It was good. Um, did you hear what I just said? I said he was not the best. Do you know what that figure of speech is called? Not the best? Well, so when you say it's called Lydates. So Wait a minute, a lidotes? Lidotes, L-I-T-O-T-E-S. Is that right? It's like lidotes. Lidotes, so is, it's is ironic a, understatement. A lidotes. A lidotes is, an, is an ironic Understatement. Okay. And when, and this is what happens. That's when what you, I, we do all the time. We do it all the time. So when you want to do say the thing, instead of saying the thing, you say the negative of the opposite of the thing. So if I want to say, this coffee's, this coffee's good. Instead, I'll say, not bad. Oh, light of tease. Light of tease. Isn't it great? I know hey. I'm a big nerd. You're welcome, everybody. Well, you're, you're or doing if you a... say, you know, this is this coffee, ugh, not my favorite. That's not light a, of tease. Well, that's a light of tease. That's also a light of tease. I see. Well, what's a non-light of tease? Give us an example of a non-light of tease. This coffee is delicious. So you have to negate the contrary. You have to put a not in front of the contrary of the thing you're trying to say. Okay. Um, this is t- this week's contest. <laughs> Anybody can submit their favorite light of Lightities, mm-hmm. and we will publish the winner of the Lightities contest. <laughs> or okay? does anyone even who people knew the Lightities before I said it? No, right? no, I never I used. Wanted, I never knew the word well, Lightity. Well, Lightities, it's from it's it's from rhetoric. Anyway, I learned it this week, so everyone. Um, it's the last word segment. We have a new segment, a new contest, and um, name that look word. At, name that word, Heather. It's been a pleasure. And thank you. you for the coffee, and thank you for all of you. Uh, for your staunch loyalty and your tendencies to want democracy to thrive. It's a big week, an important week. Have a good week.